So welcome to the Cedar Tree Counseling Podcast, where we support families in the midst of pain, brokenness, struggles, and conflict to help them grow in how they relate to others and themselves and develop new skills that will help to nurture meaningful connections for a lifetime. I'm your host, Matthew Hanlon, and today I'm talking to Christina Paulson. Christina is an associate licensed marriage and family therapist here at Cedar Tree Counseling. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So as you and I have both seen in our practice, the pandemic has taken a really heavy toll on families. And because of that, we're going to be talking today about how family therapy can help bring healing. So today in this episode, we are going to be discussing what is family therapy? Uh, how does family therapy differ from individual therapy? Um, what issues can be treated with family therapy? And then the biggest advantages you've seen to family therapy and how it can really bring about healing. So Christina, let's just start with that first question. What is family therapy? How do you describe family therapy Family therapy to people who uh, are wondering why they should do it? Yeah, yeah, that is a great question. And I think it's a really important question because typically we think about therapy as being just one person and their counselor, right? You come in, you talk about what you're hoping to address uh, just one-on-one. -on -one. This is a more unique um, and not as popular uh, way of doing therapy. So family therapy is a group of therapy orientations, different styles of therapy, which all integrate a systemic approach to viewing problems. And so with that, we, we instead of just seeing one person, uh, we look at how they exist in the, their context, right? So if, if we're working with a kid, we're looking at the context of their family, we're looking at the context of their school, we're looking at the context of their community, the city they live in, the state they live in, and how the problem, whatever they're coming in for therapy for, exists in their context. And so by doing family therapy, we're bringing a part of their context, the family, into the room to hopefully address the problem in more depth, right? And to, to be able okay. to adjust things that might be affecting the problem or impacted by the problem. So we're not blaming any one member for the problem, right? We're not bringing parents in so that we can blame parents. That is not what family therapy is about. But we are looking at how the problem influences family dynamics, as well as how family dynamics influence the problem. Right? So we're looking at interaction patterns and communication. We're looking at closeness and distance between people. We're looking at power. Who has power? We're looking at hierarchy. We're looking at connection between people, safety and security and relationships. And all of those things impact the, the problems that we have, the things that are um, not going how we want them to go in the family. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so everyone has, so, yeah, go ahead. Check I me. was, I've heard the kind of, the, or been told of the, the kind of picture of a family functioning like a machine, right? And everyone's kind of playing a part or a, they, they're a cog in this process. And that machine is spitting out a result at the end. And whatever that result is, 
at the end, this machine, this family machine is perfectly tuned to create that. Exactly. Is that, is that kind of how you Absolutely. think about it? Yep. Yep. Okay. We, we are machines and each of us is a part and we are really consistent in doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it feels okay. comfortable for us. So part of the work yeah. is figuring out how can we produce a different result, a different outcome, and get through the discomfort of doing things differently. Because we, we like what we know, right? We like yeah. what we know. Families are yeah. the same way. Okay. So it must feel really different from individual therapy. What, how, what's the difference? What, how, how's that experience going to feel for many of us who have experienced that therapeutic space, just kind of one-on-one what's happening in, in the room when I'm bringing the whole family in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. So we've got multiple people in the room, um, and we want to make sure that we understand everyone's perspectives. So rather than if I was an individual client doing my own individual therapy, I would get to share just my perspective. And my therapist might ask me about my husband's perspective or my parents' perspective on the problem, maybe my coworker's perspective on my problem, but it's still coming through the lens of me, right? It's still getting filtered through my own um, understanding of what their perspective is. When we bring multiple people in, we make space for a lot more perspectives. And so it opens up opportunity for us to view problems differently. Um, We get to see that little Johnny's perspective might be different from mom's perspective, which might be different from dad's perspective. And so as the individual, I kind of have to be open to hearing others' perspectives as well and kind of wrestling with them, not just my own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just think about families where they've kind of been combating the same issue for a long time, right? Whatever, whatever that is, or the, the conflict is always around the same thing, right? The, the, uh, the content might be different, but this, we, this is just how we function. And I, I just wonder if there's not some sense of we just have to we just have to work more. We just have to do more of this to to figure this out. Or totally, that, totally. You see that? Yeah. So one thing I like to say is we're we're not about trying harder, right? It's not about trying harder. It's trying different together. How can okay. we? How can we all adjust the way that we might interact, right? So if we go back to your machine analogy, how can we all make a slight change in our piece so that the outcome is something different, right? So that we're interact okay. we're interacting differently in order to address the issue, whether it's a behavior problem or grief or a mood disorder or just conflict, right? So I don't want to push you on the spot, yeah. but can you give us an example? Yeah. Like what might so- a shift like that look like doing something differently? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me give an example. So let's pretend that we've got a family of four. We've got two parents and we've got two kids. One's let's say in middle school and one's a high schooler. And let's okay. say our middle schooler is really struggling um, with behavior issues, like they're acting out 
at school and at home. Um, maybe there's disrespect. You know, I'm just having lots of issues. So we might bring this family in and ask what's happening before the child acts out at home? What's happening during the acting out, during kind of the explosive behavior, during the um, conflict? Um, and then how does the problem end? How does it resolve? So we kind of look at before, during, and after, and we look at every person's role in that encounter even if they're hiding in the other room, right? That's a role, that's a part of the system. And so perhaps okay. we find that um, when the child, that the, the child is acting out um, when there's um, maybe some tension between mom and dad. And so we, we might then notice, oh, there, there's a connection there between when the behavior is happening and what's happening between other people. And so we might find that that behavior is serving a function for the family, like it's helping mom and dad uh, not look, be frustrated with each other or have tension with each other, but um, unite and then work together to... Um, decrease the outburst behavior from the middle schooler. And so it's a really okay. different way of looking at uh, that issue. Whereas we could just say, oh, this kid needs to work on emotion regulation. They need to have better self-control. They need to do better, right? Kind of going back to that yeah. idea of try harder. We're going to try mm -hmm. different by helping this kid know that he doesn't have to play that role for the family, that mom and dad can work through their conflict. And maybe in therapy, we help mom and dad find some ways of doing things differently in their marriage and not bringing in their child to um, ease that tension. Wow. I, I imagine moments like that with families. I, I, I wonder if there's, you're dealing with a lot of defense, right? A lot of, because it can be painful. I would imagine in front of your family to own some of your own stuff, right? And maybe that is why so many families tend to identify like the one person, right? That can be the focus. Totally, totally. So we don't all have to own our parts. Yeah, yep, okay. absolutely, absolutely. Doing this can be intimidating. And so we as yeah. family therapists work really hard to create an environment of safety like we get it, right? We we're yeah. again, we're not blaming somebody else for the presenting problem, but we're sure. we're seeing how everybody has a relationship with the problem. It's almost like if we were sitting in a circle. So let's take this family again. Say there's the four of us and me. There's five chairs in a circle. It's almost like we're pulling up another chair and saying this is the the chair that the problem sits in. And you all have a relationship with it, right? It's not in you. It's not in you. It's not in you. It is right here as another member yeah. of the family. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, I oh, think, okay. allows us to see each other with compassion rather than, mm -hmm. um, yeah, blaming any one person or pathologizing each other. That's not what we're about. We're actually moving away from kind of pathology of one person towards um, a more open perspective that sees everybody as having good intentions. Sure, sure. And I think for a lot of parents, there's the sense that, well, if it's not my kid, then it's me, right? 
And we get to break that down too. Like that's not what we're looking for. We're, we're looking at all these moving parts that kind of complicate the problem, yep. right? Yep, yeah. yep. Okay. And then we can get even more systemic and look at um, generational patterns, right? How are mm. you doing what you're doing as a parent because of what you learned in your family of origin? And they learned that yeah. in their family of origin and they learned that in their family of origin. And that's influenced by culture. It's influenced by yeah. um, socioeconomic status. It's influenced by just your location in life. Yeah. Um, and so again, we're really moving away from blaming any one person to seeing, yeah, it makes sense that you're doing what you're doing and it's not working as effectively as it could. Right. And I imagine that generational piece is really freeing for kids to hear their parents kind of say, oh, it, I guess it was like that for me when I was a kid. Or I had a sibling and our family functioned in this way, right? Yeah. yeah. To see that totally. repeating. And yeah. so often parents are doing better than what they had, right? Or doing right. different than what they had. And I think it's important for kids to see that, to recognize yeah. that, not in a like, oh, I had to do this with my parents and so you're fine, but like really seeing their parents for the challenges that they faced. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's important. In the particular time they were raising their families. Right, right. And that their right. parents were doing the best they can, they could with what they yeah. had to. Yeah. So, Christina, are there specific issues that family therapy is is really good for but we wouldn't recommend it for other particular issues what what issues can be treated with family therapy yeah yeah so the main thing we tend to think about is conflict right our families fighting all the time let's see a family therapist and that's great absolutely come in for family therapy we can also help with mental health issues such as mood disorders or anxiety disorders. We can look at disruptive behaviors, especially for kids. I think also a lot about grief and loss, right? When, when we lose something, when we lose a family member, it can be so important to come together in community um, to grieve that, to work through that together. And then I also think about transitions to new stages in life, whether it's um, a teenager leaving the nest, uh, whether it's the introduction of an, a new child in the family, a new baby, um, adoption, divorce, even relocation, um, those kind of transitions in the life stage um, are also really great for family therapy. Okay. So it, it sounds like with really whatever a family brings into the space, the idea is we might be holding this in this particular way that isn't helping us and can we as a family learn to hold this differently whether it's suicidality self-harm anxiety depression and of course conflict right what would it be like if we held this back to that word differently yeah right yeah we're not trying harder we're trying different yeah yeah okay so is there are there opportunities i mean is that are we practicing that in family therapy? Are we practicing holding it differently? Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Okay. So what does that look like? Yeah. So we will do things like a lot of different role plays um, saying, okay, okay it, it's almost like we're doing a play, right? And so I, I might be like a coach or a director and saying, hey, let's hit the pause button on that interaction that you just had. 
what's happening for you each emotionally in that? And then based on that information, can we back up and try that again in a way that increases connection, that allows you both to feel heard, that allows you both to um, yeah, increase compassion for each other and bring those defenses that you were talking about down. Um, and then you're kind of sitting there kind of coaching yeah, that process. Yeah, 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 for sure. Or I might say, hey, kiddo, like you don't need to jump in here. Mom and dad can work through this. Or brother and, yeah. brother and parent can work through that. Um, you don't have okay. to rescue them. They, they can handle this, right? We're really, yeah. we're really focusing on strengths and helping people learn that they can do things that might be intimidating or difficult or uncomfortable. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Sounds really powerful. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Absolutely. Well, great. Before we move on, I, I do want to make our listeners aware of a free resource that we've created called 25 Ways to Practice Mindfulness. And look, parents are stressed out. Kids are anxious. Couples are disconnected. I know this because hundreds of people like you come to our offices every week to get counseling support. And that's why we've created a free mindfulness guide, 25 simple ways to lower anxiety and increase self-care. The individuals and families who have practiced a few of these techniques have experienced less stress, lowered anxiety, and greater capacity to meaningfully connect with their loved ones. Just go to cedartreecounseling.com slash mindfulness to download your free copy today. That's cedartreecounseling.com slash mindfulness. And we'll also put a link in the show notes. Um, it's also important for all of our listeners to know that the topics that we discuss on this podcast should be considered a matter of personal opinion. They do not reflect professional advice. If you or your child is in need of mental health counseling, we urge you to please search out a licensed counselor. So... Christina, let's just, let's wrap this up today. What would you say are the biggest advantages that you've seen in family therapy and how it helps bring about healing? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think my, my summary, my conclusion would be we're relational beings. And so our, our relationships um, impact who we are. Uh, they impact the problems we face. And the problems we face impact our relationships. And research shows that strong connection with other people increases our mental, emotional, and physical health outcomes. Our relationships are the foundation to flourishing in our lives. So family therapy can bring healing by helping us increase that connection um, with our family members, um, so that we can relate to each other and our problems in new ways. I, um, I, I know we, we didn't touch on this part of the family therapy dynamic, but the reality is there are a lot of therapists who are like, no, thank you. I, I'll stick with the individual therapy, but the family, just that just feels so overwhelming. And I just want to say it's been really cool watching you kind of, even with people who initially come in for individual therapy, you're like, well, what would it be like if we got the family in here? Um, and I, I just, 
I think that that is awesome. That's why you're a marriage and family therapist. Um, and uh, I'm really, really glad that you could be here with me today just to talk about it. And hopefully some of our listeners will be inspired to kind of take the leap, right? And and uh, bring the family in um, to see what they could uh, try differently. So I just, I want to thank you for joining me here today, Christina. And thanks for what you brought with oh, you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. So before you go, where can people go to learn more about you? Absolutely. Uh, check out our website. Uh, I think you mentioned it before, but it's uh, cedartreecounseling.com. You can find more information about me as well as other therapists we have, including um, several other marriage and family therapists. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, folks out there, thank you for listening. If you found the conversation useful, subscribe to the podcast and please join me again next time for the Cedar Tree Counseling Podcast. Take care.